This is the Paraculture Podcast for Teens. I'm your host, Jason Green, alongside my dad, Michael Green, and co-host. We have experience in prayer movements around Africa and the U.S. and currently run an organization called Two or More that establishes prayer culture in Bible-centric churches so people and teens listening understand the importance of abiding prayer in their lives. This is the Prayer Culture Podcast for Teens. Two or More is a crowdfunded ministry. If you want to partner with us, then go check out our giving page. If you have a second, subscribe to our channel and destroy that like button. Well, welcome everybody to the Prayer Culture Podcast for Teens. Yes, this is our first episode. Um, I'm the host, Michael Green, and um, basically I've had a podcast for some time now called the Prayer Culture Podcast, but we wanted to launch one for teens. And my co-host is Jason Green, my son. What's up? Yeah, Jason, he's 13, so he's a teenager. (laughs) And... Um, about to be 14 though, actually, right? You're, you're going to be 14 soon. One month left. One month left. We got left. this. <laughs> so Jason is, um, just loves the Lord. And, um, you know, we are like, Hey, we should go ahead and talk more about, you know, prayer for teens specifically and how teens can get through things like school and life. Um, just being encouraged to connect with God more deeply and mm, yeah. uh, fight for the kingdom as they as they are doing things like school and activities and all that, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I also started this podcast, we did, because when Jason came on the Prayer Culture podcast, it was a huge hit. I had several people say, hey, we want to hear more of Jason. So I did not expect that. <laughs> actually, that did happen. I've, I've had multiple people say that's their favorite episode. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we're going to start this episode off first by just asking the question, um, what is prayer? Jason, define prayer for us. Well, in my own experience, I believe prayer... Well, the general idea is that prayer is a conversation with the Lord. You're just, you're talking to him and that's what God wants. He, he wants interaction between you and him. He wants to be close idea of it is that prayer is a way to connect to the Lord and like be there just be with the Lord in ways like if you have something bad going on in your life or you just you need some time to yourself or you need someone to help you go to prayer prayer Mm. is what you need prayer is something that you can use to get that off that's very good yeah, my definition was pretty similar, like uh, communication. It's just yeah. talking to God. That's all it is, you know? It's, it's like we're talking, Yeah, you know? And, I mean, we are talking to the creator of the universe who has all the power, uh, all the glory, <laughs> king of kings, lord of lords. And so, but we're also talking to a friend. We're talking to a brother. We're talking to a father. We're talking to a savior. We're talking to an indwelling spirit, Seems like a lot, but he wants to be there for you. <laughs> yeah, but all those things, if you keep all those things as you go to pray, then it can be a really powerful experience just saying, hey, my whole life is going to be communication with God. If I'm a believer, if I have accepted Jesus as my Savior, then my yeah. whole approach to life is whatever I do, wherever I go, just talk to the Lord as I go. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. So... um, 
So next, I just want to share a little bit about my prayer journey, and Jason's going to share a little bit about his. But basically, God has taken me on a journey a long time to kind of change how I think about prayer. Because in my early stages of Christianity, I prayed more out of duty than out of love, right? Yeah. I'm sure many people have done that. Sure, yeah. And it's like, hey, the Bible says pray, so I pray, of course. Uh, and to be honest, that's not a bad place to start. We want to do what the Bible says because that's God's word to us, right? Mm, yeah. But what I found, I kind of looking back, I go, you know, in my early stages, I went to pray to God and I thought, well, as I was praying, I'm like, God is sovereign. He's going to do whatever he wants to. So it was kind of like, I'm not doing this because I believe God wants to do the things I'm asking him. I'm not doing this to build relationship with him because I'm reading the Bible exclusively for that and stuff. And it was just like... It's like a one-way relationship. There's no feeling going into it at the first try, kind of. Oh, that's so good. I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> but that's true. I was treating it like a one-way relationship and really not even... like Like God was relating to me, but I wasn't relating to him. And I didn't know how to, because I, I thought, well, God's sovereign. He's going to do whatever he wants. So when I ask him to yeah. do stuff, he's probably not going to do it. And he, you know, maybe he cares the Bible says he cares, but like, he's still just going to do whatever he thinks, you know, he, he has decided from eternity past. And, um, so I did it, but it didn't really have much faith or desire or, expectancy. Um, and, and even to this day, I do believe that God is sovereign completely, but I've taken more of a posture of, Hey, my whole life is going to be walking with the spirit and the spirit's going to share with me, Hey, these are the things that are in God's heart, pray into them. And so, um, I started to discover this more when I moved to Africa. Uh, we moved there and, uh, Jason was an MK missionary kid. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And in Africa, they pray basically once a month, they have all night prayer meetings at every church I know there where people pray all night. And, you know, at church service, prayer and worship is like, you know, Oh my God. 95% of the service. <laughs> Most of it, yeah. And like, side note, just it's so amazing how they pray. Like, I love having that quiet time of prayer in church, but they're they're just spitting it out. They're like, holy <laughs> Jesus, name of God. Yeah. They're just shouting it out. Yeah. I just love it. Uh, yeah, they're very passionate. It's amazing culturally. But um, but yeah, so I experienced that and I experienced other Christians, even on, on this side of the pond, who were just in love with meeting with Jesus in prayer and having that two-way relationship, you know? Yeah. And and that really changed my, my perspective. And so over time, the Lord's just done so many things into me to say, hey, wait on me. I want to say stuff. Meditate on scripture, mm. like soak in it. I'm going to teach you something that you've never learned from this passage that you've read five million times right now, if you'll wait on me, yeah. Um, ask me to do stuff that you know is according to my will in scripture, like my desired will. So like my desires, none that should perish. Ask me to save somebody and keep asking me for it, expecting that I want to do it. Yeah. Like for me, sometimes I'll feel like, oh, he is the creator, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And I'm asking him for something from this world. 
why would he ever like listen to me and actually do it? But no, you got you got to have that mindset like no, he wants to hear from me. I am his child. I he wants to hear my cries and my prayers. Yeah, it matters to him. Yeah. He cares. And um and he is sovereign, but he cares. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of our relationship with God is like God doesn't need us to do anything that he wants to do, but he greatly desires fellowship. Yeah. That's really weird to us because we don't see how both could be true because in our human interactions, usually they kind of center around, hey, I need something from you. Maybe it's affection. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's, you know, I'm, I'm incomplete without other people in my life. God is not incomplete without us. Mm-mm. He was from eternity past. He Perfect. Was, yeah. He was completely satisfied from eternity past. Doesn't need us. But... He longs for and desires us. To God, we're not a need, we're a want in ways. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's true. That's true. I, you know, I'm even, man, wow, you're just bringing the insights today. <laughs> I didn't even, like I've said desire, but yeah, want, that's what it is. Yeah. We're not a need, what a want. But not just some like want that he just was like, well, I just don't need you. I'll toss you away. Because sometimes we say it's not a need. Sometimes. It's a want in a negative way. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's but but a want can be a good thing. And so with God, it's like fellowship with us is not needed for him to do everything he wants to do in this earth, right? Mm-hmm. But he wants it and he loves it. And... And so, yeah, my prayer life has just changed to more of a relational thing over the years. And um, so, yeah, Jason, maybe share a little bit about your testimony and your your prayer walk. Yeah. Okay. Where do I start? Well, you were there most of the time. So <laughs> I grew up in a Christian home. Very Christian loving. I'm sure that you made sure that I grew up in a very loving and Jesus centered area around that because like you had your own your own walk with him. And like you said, I would I followed God. I didn't have an understanding of him yet. And you guys were trying to teach me as well as you could. Yeah, so we moved to Africa eventually when I was like five years old, when my brother was just born. We moved to Africa, and I got a full understanding of like, wow, these people really need Christ. And these people that have Christ, like they they love him, like they cherish him so much. And so I started getting a better understanding of him, a love for him, some some of a want for prayer. I mean, it still seemed like a chore sometimes, but it was it was a little better. Then we came back here, and you, Dad, my dad right here, had me go to youth group at Redeemer Church, which we might get more Ooh, into later. Yeah. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> Great church. Check it out. Anyway, and that really opened my eyes. Like, wow. These people and these kids really love the Lord 
like me. So I have a so now I have people to connect with. And then they had camp. I went to my first Christian camp and it blew my mind. Like being away from all the technology, the terrible influences, being there and connecting with Jesus for like one week. It was like the Holy Spirit just hit me, like hit me with a punch of glory. <laughs> I don't know how else to exp- describe it. But yeah, it's it's just been crazy walk, getting baptized, going to the camp, just understanding God and how his prayer and being with him works. Still got to find out where life's going to take me. But yeah, that's pretty much it so far. It's amazing. Yeah, and I remember I I would take you with me to prayer meetings and to like Yeah. In Africa you'd go on Go on go with you on missions. Yeah, that was really life-changing. Yeah, I remember one of them people thought I was crazy, you know, but but we were going to a more hostile Islamic people group mm-hmm. that was 100% Muslim and we were going to do a religious dialogue there with a famous Sheikh uh, or Imam, who's a debater, right? Muslim, and um, and Jason came with me, and he prayed with us, and we we did the debate, and he uh, he's still alive today. Yeah, I remember too, so. that. <laughs> you remember Masumbuko? That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason has has been my my traveling buddy and and prayer warrior buddy and. I'll even say, like, I believe you have the gift of prayer and faith because even from a young age, you have had really powerful prayers. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I remember we'd go out and, like, evangelize, and I'd be sharing the gospel with somebody, and I knew I had a prayer warrior backup because you're praying for what was going on. And and I still feel like that. Like, you just, the Lord has gifted you in... in, um, and really seeking his face and, and asking him for big things and amazing things. And so thank you for showing me more faith in prayer. Traveling buddies for life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, we should take a, a brief break so that you can um, say the slam the like button or whatnot. Or, or... Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone, just so you know, I'm going to be shouting out some crazy stuff about, like, destroy the like button. (laughs) And if we all destroy the like button together, that'll be a lot of likes for Jesus. Seriously. (laughs) Amen. Destroy the like button. Uh, I think that will probably resonate with the teens. I'm sure they... I hope so. They know know that terminology. I'm too old for it, but uh, <laughs> I get the concept. So, yeah, definitely like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, okay, so moving forward a little bit. What is a go-to scripture for you to pray? Or do you have one? That's a tough one. Most of my Most of my prayers I do... I will read a scripture or I'll just read my Bible or I'll be out at church or I'll be with you helping. But I don't have a scripture that I usually quote or think about as well most of the time. I don't have one that like really resonates with me yet, which I need to study the Bible more probably and yeah, find that. 
Well, thank you for your honesty. And the truth is, yeah. I, I know all of us have this, especially. I, I've had more time and seasoning to, and have gone through seasons where I've had to have certain scriptures or I would have died. So <laughs> for me, it just depends on what kind of prayer it is that I'm praying, because I, I have a number of them. But like two that kind of instantly come to mind, one is Psalm 13, which is... Uh, about how David is feeling forsaken by God. Where is God right now? Everything's just going really badly. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I'm sure all of us teens have that part in our lives recently where it's like, all this has happened to me, where is God? And that's yeah. like a big life changer. Yeah, well, absolutely. But then David turns it around, you know, and he ta- starts talking about, you know, it's like, but I know, I, I know that I'm experiencing feeling this way. But I also know the Lord will come through. And so I, oh, I'll just yeah. read it real quick. I mean, it's one of my my favorites since I was young. Um, it says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But, all right, but. But. So he said, everything's terrible. And then, Lord, please help me. Please do something. And then he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully bountifully with me. Mm, Big U-turn. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So so realizing in those times when things are really hard, you know, when your friends at school have decided they're not going to be your friends anymore or uh, you lose your popularity or you're struggling with um, like lust or some difficulty with a sin issue or something like that, man... I pray through that scripture with the Lord, and then I genuinely start talking to the Lord about those things. Like, Lord, I'm really feeling like David right now. Mm. I'm really feeling, this is like, where are you? What's going on? Like, I want to know more. I remember one season I was telling the Lord, like, hey, Lord, I get the Job lesson, and everything, you know, all kinds of crap has hit the fan now. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I appreciate the lessons I'm learning, but you also say you'll protect me. And I feel like the enemy is just hitting me over and over again. I need your help. Ultimately, Lord, I trust you. And I know you're good. I know you're doing the right thing for me, but I love help understanding and, 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 and going forward with you in this. Yeah. And God met with me because I did that. And I approached him in that way with that genuineness. He actually met with me in such a powerful way that I actually had joy again, which I hadn't had for like a year. And it was amazing how powerful the encounter was. But yeah, that's one of my my go-tos. Another go-to in just desiring the Lord's presence more is Psalm 63, right? Mm, yeah. Which is, um, man. I had really quick. But yeah. Really quick. What was the uh, passage from before? 
Psalm 13. Psalm 13. Yeah, I'll have to lock that in. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have you yourself or you have anyone else in your life that is going through something big, show them that scripture or read that scripture and see if it impacts in any yeah. way. Yeah, Dave had a number of psalms like that, but that one that one has always stood out to me. Um, mm. Psalm 63 begins this way. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. Mm. With my lips, I will praise you. And so like this, imagining I'm in a desert and you, you know that question, if you're in a desert and you have somebody offering you a million dollars or a jug of water, what are you taking? Jug of water, man. Yeah. 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 A jug of water. And so that's what David's talking about. So like, but this is a prayer you can pray directly to God. God, you are my God. I want to seek you with more earnestness. I'm just, I, I need you. I, I'm seeking you out. My soul thirsts for you. Like I'm in the desert and I have no water and you're water. Amen. <laughs> um, because your steadfast love is better than life, Lord, I believe this, but help my unbelief because so many times I don't act like this and I want to yeah. truly believe with my life that you are better your love is better than anything else that I have to do in my day. So just like personalizing these scriptures has been really powerful for me. Definitely. Yeah, we, we the Greens family, we, we really love the Psalms. Like, go to, but any of the Bible. You know, I was just thinking while you were reading that, just random thing. I thought about how the Bible is like a Christian's library. Because it has all the instructions, all the instruction manuals, all the stories, like, of the Lord and his followers. Like, it's kind of like a library that Christians, for Christians. Yeah. It is a library. Well, the Bible is a compilation of books. It's not actually one book. It's yeah. many books from over a 1,600-year period compiled you know, yeah. written over a 1600-year period. So that's pretty crazy. It's covering a lot more time than that, actually. But that's pretty crazy if you think about it. It's like uh, 40 books. Mm. Um, sorry, no, 66 books with 40 different authors. That's pretty crazy. Mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bible is a supernatural book. There is no religion that has a book like the Bible. Mm -mm. Um, other religions have books, but usually they're written by one person at one time who, you know, is seeking or has political power, all kinds of things like that, that are factors, mm. you know, and is maybe claiming they had a vision or something, but it's one person, one book. The Bible is 66 books with 40 different authors, and they're all telling the story of redemption, and they're all leading up to Jesus and then talking about Jesus and leading up to Jesus' return, the whole thing. Yeah. So, so moving forward, Jason, if you had one thing to say to teens who are listening to this podcast about how important prayer can be to their life, what would you say? Hmm. 
Well, all teens out there listening to this, don't forget about prayer. Or another way I would phrase this, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Are we talking to the five-year-olds or the teens? I hope we're talking to both. You know, that song is is good for every age. I'm yeah. still convicted by that song, and I'm 35. So. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, don't forget about prayer or your Bible. Don't immediately go to your screens. I've had some trouble with that a little bit. I've had not a little bit. I've had some trouble with that, and you really have to put that mindset, no, when I wake up, I'm going to get my Bible, I'm going to read, I'm going to pray, then I can go see what life has for me. That's so good. And you've the, you're the one who taught, who's trying to teach me that. Yeah, there's so much value in setting your phone down. Definitely. And saying, okay, Lord. And all the entertainment tries to drown out the voice of the Lord because if you're focused on the entertainment all the time, 24-7, you know, when you get up, you get your phone out. When you lay down, you get your phone out. Um, then... It, it drains you. There's no fulfillment or any feeling. Of There's it. no fulfillment, and you you can't hear the voice of the Lord because you're you know you're too busy thinking. You can't ask God questions. You can't yeah. ask God for things because you're not you're distracted, and the enemy want the enemy wants you distracted. Mm, yeah. So, um, and this is not this is for teens. It's for adults. For everybody because we all are so tempted by entertainment, especially our phones, because it's it gives you access to pretty much everything in the world. Uh, just on this little device, and and I, I still struggle with it and fight against it too. And one thing I encourage is just get some accountability with some other people. And you know, if you got like a brother or sister in Christ, you know, who you're close to, say, hey, I'm gonna text you every week, and I'm gonna tell you if you know four or five days a week, if I before I got on any social media, before I did my phone stuff when I got up in the morning or, or some point in the day before I did anything on my phone, I spent time with the Lord. I think that's a powerful, it, it's been powerful for me to have that with somebody, um, that accountability. And then because every time I have to answer them, I have to evaluate, wait, did I do this? Was the Lord better than, was the Lord's steadfast love better than life this week to me? Was it better than my phone, right? Was it better than social media or my games on my phone or anything that I want to do on my screens, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and it doesn't mean I can't use my phone at all, but if I say I'm dedicated to spend time with the Lord before I do anything on my phone, mm-hmm. it just, it sets the day off right. It sets everything off right. And it's just a powerful thing. So I really, really encourage that. It's something that I've done and I'm I'm wanting to get back more in the swing of it. I've I've done it a bit, but it's just a really really helpful tool to have that. So yeah. But without prayer, you're not communing with God, and you're not going to have vibrance in a relationship with God. So mm-hmm. pray, spend time with Him, make that the priority of your life, the priority of your day, the priority of your week, and you'll be blessed for it, and you'll you'll have a fulfilling life because you'll have joy and peace and other things that everybody else around you doesn't have because they're not walking closely with the Lord. Yeah, I'm sure you people already know this, but you want to grow with Jesus, 
take an hour, mainly in the morning, take an hour, go read your Bible and pray. Wow, that is quite a challenge. An hour. I love it. An hour. That's what I'd say to do. Wow. That's what wow. I want to do. Lord, challenge mm. me, please. I love that challenge. That's so good. Mm. Yes, Lord, help us. I don't even do an hour. I do. I try to do half an hour right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we, we have a lot of things going on in our life, but sometimes you got to say no. Take a break. Go to Jesus. That's true. And even even if it's like, well, it's impossible for me to do an hour because, you know, I have school at like two in the morning or whatever, you know, that's an exaggeration. But, mm. you know, whatever you have going on, once again, the point is make significant time, more than 30 seconds, mm. <laughs> where you're dedicating to meditate on scripture. Yeah. Read your Bible, meditate on scripture, ask the Lord what he's teaching you through it, and ask the Lord to teach you things and share with you what the next steps are and share with you about himself and, and ask the Lord to move. Say, Lord, please save my, this friend and this friend at school who I know don't know you because I know that would please you. And Lord, please, you know, take time out for those things and real actual time. Yeah. And prayer is also a big tool that can help you with evangelism because like go to God and ask, Lord, please give me this interaction. Give me this opportunity to share the gospel with these people or this person at this time. Or it doesn't have to be that specific. You just have to ask for those opportunities. And God, God will give you those opportunities like, like you've shown me. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's true. Every time I ask, the Lord gives me an opportunity. Hallelujah. Oh, so if you don't want to evangelize, don't ask us, man. It's coming. Mm. They'll come for you. If, if <laughs> The Lord will send <laughs> them if you ask. Uh, but, but if you're a believer, I know you want to evangelize. So that's, that's a great tip. So you know what, Jason? Can you close us out with, uh, with the, the teenage lingo again? Teenage lingo. All right. About destroying the like button. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everyone, pre here are the three rules we have here. Here are four rules to this, to this place. Pray, love the Lord, be a warrior for the Lord and others, and smash that like button for Jesus. <laughs> smash that like button. All right, thanks, Jason. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Two or More is a crowdfunded ministry. If you want to partner with us, then go check out our giving page. If you have a second, subscribe to our channel and destroy that like button.